The Stephen Allen Podcast with Stephen Allen. Hello, I'm Stephen Allen. How are you? Welcome to the Some News Podcast. Let me explain what's going on. Um, let's take it all the way back to 2011, I think it was, when I first did the Some News Podcast. We started doing episodes. And since then, it's been through various versions. There's been a version for FUBAR Radio, a version for the BBC. And then I started again when the coronavirus lockdown thing hit because I had time on my hands. But then, just as every comedian was doing a podcast, and just when it seemed like there was a chance of these things really being listened to, I stopped because I started doing some online video streaming shows. It's called uh, Comedians in Quarantine Solving Problems, although we might need a rebrand soon. Me and Eric McElroy... I'd say search for it and enjoy the previous episodes. There's some jokes in there. But also, there's all the infrastructure left for this podcast with nothing happening in it. So I thought we should start doing them again, probably with more interviews than joke writing, because I've got all the other stuff to write for the video stuff. But, look, this is the Some News Podcast. We should talk about some news. It is a cracking time to be talking about the news, and I'm sure in greater depth we might be dealing with some of this in the video um, thing that I do, but, I mean, look at some of the things going on. Bubonic Plague is back. Yes, retro. Although, for anyone like me who lives near London, you're going to struggle when you have to bump into some hipsters giving it some... Uh, yeah, actually, I find that COVID-19 bit too manufactured. Yeah, it comes from a lab, actually. Yeah, I prefer something a bit more natural. That's why I've gone for bubonic plague. It's artisanal. It's authentic. Yeah, check out these bubos. That's not a tattoo. That's an actual bubo. Yeah, yeah. So having to deal with those people is going to be annoying. Um, but it's all right. They all probably went out and parted their asses off recently because on the 4th of July, we were allowed to go to pubs and everyone did it. The weird thing is... Anyone who goes to a pub that's been visited by someone with coronavirus will have to self-isolate, which means anyone who went to Soho will probably have to lock down for 14 days, which means for the next two weeks, I might leave the house because those dickheads will be at home. Um, Elsewhere, we're dealing with even more terrifying news. Kanye West is standing for president in America. And you see the headline, you think, come on. He's got no policies. He's just some odd guy that everyone knows and he's famous. Wait a minute. That's what happened last time. Um, Look, there is a risk for Donald Trump. The Kanye standing for president could split the, well, he's crazy, but he's famous, so I'll vote for him. Vote. They do have a lot in common. I was listening to some uh, early Kanye albums recently, and it struck me how much he's like Donald Trump in that he overuses the N-word. But all of this, all of this notwithstanding, the big issue we will delve into next. The Stephen Allen Podcast with the Stephen Allen. Pret. Darn it. The restaurant could be closing down there, so they're not going to be reopening 30 of their branches, which, if you live in London, that's going to be a nightmare. Because at the moment, if you sit in a Pret and look out a window, you can definitely have line of sight to the nearest next Pret. So you know how far you have to travel before you can get another coffee. But that could go... I have a strange relationship with Pret. For a long while, and you know me well enough to realise a lot of my jokes have a pullback reveal to them, kind of, I was naked and that's... Actually, this is the original joke. The original joke was about the naked diet. The theory is, if you sit in front of a mirror naked when you're eating, you eat less, because you're receiving a visual reminder of why you might wish to eat more healthily. And I remember doing a tweet about that saying, I tried the naked diet, it didn't work, and I got banned from Pret. Pret, bless them, got in touch and asked for my address. 
Now, I don't know if you've ever had a coffee chain ask for your address, but I was like, yeah, sure. And then they sent through a card with a £5 voucher. <laughs> That's how well my career was going. I needed it. £5 voucher, and the card said, Steve, enjoy the, the voucher. Please don't be naked in our restaurants. So it worked. So I've liked them for that, but they're used to giving away a lot of free stuff. They're in the news a while back for their scheme where if the person uh, who's serving you, if the barista finds you attractive, if they think you are an attractive person, they will give you a free drink. I was outraged. Come on. Attractive people already have enough going for them. Their lives are walking the park. They're attractive for crying out loud. What they should be doing is helping us out the other way around. If you walk in with a face like mine, and there's a reason why I've done more radio than TV in my life, give me a, a coffee. You might cheer me up. I've got to walk around with this face all the time. Maybe we just put a little coffee in this face for a few seconds of the day. I might cheer up. If anything, it's the ugly who should be getting the free drinks. And that's why I got in touch with them and said they should change their name. They changed one of the A's to an I, and it's Pressaminga. And they did not write back about that one. So actually, if 30 stores go, good luck to them. The Stephen Allen Podcast with Stephen Allen. Now, the main beef of this podcast is going to be uh, me plugging the video stuff, which you might have noticed, but also chatting with people we used to have on the podcast because I don't want to lose touch with these people. This week, we caught up and had a little chit-chat about the news and whatnot with broadcaster and podcaster and other words that probably end in stir at the end, Mark Machado. Hello, Steve. How are you? I'm doing... I think I'm doing all right. I think I'm doing a lot better than the moratorium, Steve, that just sat down and did nothing for a long while to deal with all the pressure. That that's good. I'm glad to hear that. But I, I kind of now that I'm 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 in a similar position to mm. to, to the many faces of Steve Allen, uh, sorry Steve and Allen, and um, and I kind of miss the the mark that used to just sit about on the sofa trying to complete Netflix. Oh really? Yeah. All right. How did you do with completing Netflix? I know this is a preamble. We won't do too much, but um, there's a little bit of get to know us preamble. How much Netflix did you complete? Not that much, actually, because because my head was quite scrambled. I was a bit all over the place. I couldn't concentrate on anything. So I would just, I'd watch like 10 minutes or something go, nah, this isn't for me, and then watch something else. Mm. It, okay. it was, yeah, it's not not good. What I did watch was the whole of, do you know the, the early noughties, or sorry, mid-noughties series, Entourage. Are you familiar with that? I'm Star familiar, Jeremy but never watched it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I watched that originally when it first came out, and then I re-watched the whole thing in about four days. Excellent and, work. I love that re-watching stuff really adds nothing to your collective experience as a human, and yet it feels nice. Yes, correct. Yeah, it's I like the same thing. I re-watched all of Star Trek Voyager, and uh, no one needed to do that. No. It's like a scented candle, isn't it? Like, you don't need it. It's not going to add anything to you. It's kind of, you know, time expensive. Well, scented candles are actually just expensive, aren't they? Um, and But it kind of makes you feel better in a weird way. Yeah. And at some point, you'll end up thinking about Gwyneth Paltrow's nether regions. I think that's what happens in Series 6 of Star Trek Voyager. Anyway, uh, I wasn't really paying attention. But it's interesting that I think a lot of us changed our work habits and other things. I'm now, I think I'm coming out of this lockdown willing to admit what a mental struggle it has been going through it. I thought it'd be easy for me, but it's, uh, 2020 has been a rough year. And I think the, the best thing I can do to add to society, and there's very little that I can add to society, is just being a bit honest about if it's a mental struggle for people like me, it must be a mental struggle for a lot of other people who feel like they can't say, I nearly went under this year. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. I think, and the other thing I found is sometimes I'll, I'll just be 
you know, I'll be talking to a group of people I haven't spoken to for a while, you know, in, you know, we've not been together for the, for a few months because of lockdown or whatever. And then someone will go, how are you feeling? I'll be like, oh, man, I've had like really dark moments. And then everyone mm-hmm. else will open up because it's our natural, you know, just kind of societal norms is to never admit that something's wrong, right? Yeah, you don't want to go first. That's the thing, isn't it? If someone else goes first, then you feel safe to add your bit of it. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what? I think the the point for me where where I knew um, I wasn't dealing with it particularly well is where I uh, cried at the end of an episode of The Flash. Wow. Is it that bad? It was not. It's brilliant. The Flash is brilliant. Stop dissing my Flash. Right, right. uh, I've never watched The Flash, but I have watched uh, Legends, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and I've watched Supergirl. I think it's Supergirl, isn't it? And yeah. there was one more I've watched, and all three of them were terrible. If you're judging the latest DC output by Legends of Tomorrow, you are doing them a disservice. That's like judging a house by looking at its skirting boards. Um, no, The Flash is better. But anyway, The Flash, is his other half, Iris, is trapped in the Mirror Universe. They both do this emotional speech about how they'll get to see each other again. And I was well enough. So I am just a ball of emotion these days, which is like, the, it's the new Steve. And so this, this is a good time to move into the news, knowing that you're dealing with a softer, more sensitive soul, what's been in the news, and let's see if it makes me cry. Uh, ben and Jerry's are in the news. You know the ice cream already. people. Yes, <laughs> exactly, as you should be. Well, Ben and Jerry's aren't going to advertise on Facebook anymore, apparently. Wow. I didn't realise that they did advertise on Facebook, but that's probably the fault of... You know how Facebook listens to you and serves you adverts based on what you've said. Yeah. So and I've never said anything about ice cream. Well, I talk about ice cream a lot, so I see a lot of their adverts. <laughs> Do you know what was weird about that? I had a conversation with the other half about um, flaxseed. Yeah, that's how thrilling I am to be with. And I'm, I'm aware of flaxseeds, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we talked about that. And I was saying, I should get some flaxseed. And that day there were adverts for flaxseed. On my phone. How? I mean, firstly, who the hell is advertising flaxseed? It's like advertising water. Um, can I, can I guess it's Holland and Barrett? It wasn't. It was some online, but you're right. I mean, that's normally, yeah. in, case, in case this is going to get me any freebies, Holland and Barrett's are normally my first <laughs> choice of flaxseed. I go there regularly. And when I say regularly, I mean, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's some online provider of flaxseed. So they listen to you. So if you've been talking about ice cream, you get ice cream ads, do you? Yeah, I think so. I, I get a lot. The two things, you kind of touch on the two things there that I get a lot of adverts for, ice cream and protein. I know, and I say touch on because I, I obviously put flax seeds in protein when I drink protein. Um, <laughs> and because uh, it's high omega-3, isn't it? So it helps to break down fats. Yep. Apparently. And, you know, dietary fiber. Exactly. For you. Um, yeah. So, but I hate that. I hate that social media is listening to you and it throws up the adverts or stuff you're talking about. But then, I mean, the argument in the other direction is at least you're getting adverts for things you might need. Yeah, that's true, but it's a bit weird still, isn't it? Because sometimes there's really niche things that get, end up getting advertised. Like, I remember somebody asked me if I could go to John Lewis and pick up quite a, a specific gift for a newborn baby. Hmm. And for the next like two or three weeks, all I got on Facebook was adverts, this one particular gift in various different shops that were selling it. I was like, that's so yeah. weird. That's so yeah. weird. I suppose even if it is a good thing, because you, know, you could have ordered it online and save yourself the trip. Um, but that's like saying a stalker who brings you gifts, you might like the gifts, but it doesn't justify having a stalker outside your house listening to you all the time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
exactly. Oh, God, I never thought of social media as a stalker. It effectively is, isn't it? Um, just with big data processing behind it. The, um, there is the other problem that, that they've not solved yet in terms of making adverts useful, that if you buy a thing, you then receive adverts for it because the internet doesn't know you've bought it somehow. Yeah. So I upgraded my, my video system because we're doing the TV web shows from home. Oh, yeah, an, yeah. I enjoy fancy webcam. Oh, thank you very much. Um, all I get is adverts for webcams now. Like, how many do you think? I, I, don't, I don't need multiple angles of my face. No one needs multiple angles of this face. That's like, you know all those hotel booking websites like booking.com and hotels.com and, and travago.com or whatever, or co.uk, who knows? Um, they always send me, like, last-minute deals for hotels that I've had to stay in in really far away places. So, like, on a Friday night, I'll be like, get this great deal for Arakipa. Uh, for two nights in Arequipa at this five-star hotel, and you're like, oh, that's great, except Arequipa's in Peru, and I'm currently in West <laughs> London. Like, I don't think I can physically get to Arequipa by tomorrow. Like, so, uh, yeah, I never... business model. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of an issue, isn't it? Because that's a lot of, lot of processing power and man effort that they're going through to advertise to me something that I'm never going to be able to get to. Yeah, but still, at least it's less annoying than those actual Travago ads. Ah. Oh. Anyway, um, however, you know that one where the woman pays for the hotel and it's like $90 and then the Travago woman stands next to her and gets it for like half price. Yeah, yeah. And says it out loud. Yeah. Now, that's just a dick move. If but you're getting you, a cheap, just don't, you just rein it in. Just do it a bit more quietly so you don't upset other hotel guests. But every time I'm in a hotel, I do exactly the same thing. They give me the bill and I just, I just declare what I'm paying. And at which point I just slice in half what I'm actually paying. Oh. Declare it out loud. <laughs> just to annoy all the other guests to make the, uh, the receptionist or whoever I'm paying feel quite awkward about the whole situation. I pay the bill, which I'm expecting to pay, which is double the price of what I've just declared. And then stroll out. Nice, because that—that's the water what Travago wants. Just put a little uh, little attitude grenade as you walk out of the room. Yeah, that's what happens there, ruining people's holidays. Since whenever you started doing it, I'm <laughs> Um So the um, uh, ice cream is not being on Facebook. Why? Why are they not doing it on Facebook? What's Facebook's beef? So Facebook, the the, the kind of beef is Ben and Jerry's are upset by by Facebook's policy of, in effect, accepting advertising from anyone. And they're part of this campaign called Stop Hate for Profit, which basically they're asking Facebook to be a bit more considerate about who they let advertise because Ben and & Jerry's and, and a lot of other uh, corporates, companies, are telling Facebook that you, you let any old person advertise, including... You know, people who post Confederate flags, people who are kind of anti the Black Lives Matter movement, people who are just out and out racists, and they want Facebook to take more control over this, basically. And mm, I suppose Facebook are thinking, but then, but we like the money we get from Donald Trump. Th th that's exactly what Facebook will probably be thinking. But I suspect that the power of Ben and Jerry's, which I think is owned by Unilever or Lever Brothers or one of these large corporates, will actually eventually pull through here and that Facebook will just decide to take off all political advertising. Interesting. Do you worry that now you've said bad things about Facebook and your Facebook on your phone is listening, instead of getting adverts for holidays or um, things, you know, protein shakes, you might get an advert for like a big turd on a sandwich and, and various hate adverts. It's probably not enough hate adverts around, you know, just so it, it targets you specifically and says like, we know where you live unless you shut up. 
I, I don't have, personally, I, I have a lot more faith in Facebook than Ben and Jerry's do. I mean, yeah, only yesterday I started a campaign, an advertising campaign for the first time ever on Facebook for a podcast that I produce called The Brazilian Shirt Name. So that shows how much trust and faith I have in Facebook. The other thing I would say is I'm urging all my friends and family to start writing on my wall and I will write on their wall. I think one of the great sadnesses of my life is the decline of Facebook wall writing. Do you remember when you'd like, people would just come and post on your wall and be like, hey, Steve. How you doing? Fancy going to the pub on Tuesday night? I miss all that stuff. Did it add to the greater existence of social media? Was the internet not then full of pointlessness? The internet is still full of pointlessness, but if you look at it through the right prism, it's a, it's a work of art. <laughs> that is very true. Nice. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll see how that one pans out, but it's good to know. And also you've got a nice plug for your podcast in there. I will say if you want to listen to any of uh, Mark's podcasts, just say the name of them in conversation near your phone and you'll, you'll get the link. Yeah, that's how it works. I, I'll come and deliver the link personally to you. <laughs> he is the stalker. Nice. Um, so that's, that's the uh, tech news. Anything else happening in news news? Uh, well, shops shops are kind of starting to reopen, aren't they? Uh, as, lo- shops. as lockdown eases, shops are starting to reopen. Um, however, there there is something which I suppose is kind of sad because it means people will lose their jobs, where quite a few shops are just never going to reopen again. Yeah, the reckoning is what it's going to be, isn't it? Yeah. You see, like... My take on this is obviously, look, it's, it's tragic that, you, you know, many, many people are going to lose their jobs. But I do feel the shops that aren't going to reopen, a lot of them are shops that were just about struggling, you know, just about surviving anyway. And actually, all, all this has done is probably moved all this forward. You know, move, yeah. move, they're closing forward, basically. Yeah, although I suppose I mean, for a business to be viable, it norm- the definition of that normally isn't, can you stand a half-year lockdown? Um, so I suppose it is extraordinary circumstances and people would have gone back to these businesses if it weren't for legally not being allowed near it and then very much not wanting to go near other humans. But yeah, I think, yeah, some of these places were ready to be weeded out. Um, what, what do you think you're going to miss? What's going to go and what you're going to miss? And is the answer Victoria's Secret? Um, I, I have been in Victoria's Secret. Um, none of their stuff fitted me. So I can't say I'm going to miss it. The only, the only thing that kind of caught my eye was their fragrance, but, you know. Do you not feel terrified? And this is the thing that needs to change in society if we're levelling up in various ways. I, if I've ever been in a Victoria's Secret, I am just on edge. I, it's a pressure, it is a, a, a crucible of stress where I don't want to look at anything. Basically, I don't want to look at, at body parts of anyone in there. Yeah, so I think the first time I went in Victoria's Secret was in the one in Brent Cross just after it opened. And I was in there with my little cousin who I think was a, she was about 16 at the time. Already, this is all wrong in this, this, even the setup of this story is. Yeah, and the reason I went in is because I think she, like, we were in different shops and she was just like, I'm going into that shop. And I was just like, all right, I need to go and find her. And I kind of stupidly, didn't know what it sold. And I walked in and I was like, this is awkward. Because all it was was teenage girls, in effect, just looking at overpriced underwear. Mm. And why would you know what was being sold in there? It is, as it says on the shop name, a secret. Yeah. I'm quite happy for Victoria to keep that secret. Yeah. Yeah. The I, I, I've never understood anyone spending that much money on something that very few people are going to see. Maybe 
maybe more people would buy it now, given that, you know, I'm sure on Instagram, people's underwear has never been more visible, put it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just seems like you could buy roughly the same for very much less money. And for some of us, the goal is just to get those items off anyway, because they really dig into my thighs. No. I, I, I really appreciate comfortable underwear, for the record. I'm okay. a big fan. Big fan. Okay. The, do they do a gents range? Do they? I've never looked. I, not that I saw. If they did do it, I didn't see it. Whenever I've been in there, I've walked with my hand over my eyes just to really prove the point. We yeah. shouldn't live in a society where you feel like you can't look at in a, the, the stare itself could be considered the worst thing in a shop. My eyes should not be the biggest crime in there. But you know what? There are bigger problems to solve before me feeling comfortable, uncomfortable in there. Um, what other shops are going to go? Do we know? Um, I, I, I think Debenhams has gone, isn't it? That's not going to reopen, is it? Yeah, I do worry about those because you can't fill a shop into that space. In the town where I'm living at the moment, um, that Debenhams is gone, and it is a huge shop. You can't like reopen. They don't have enough items to put a pound shop in there instead. You know what I mean? No. The, the problem, I think, the problem with a place like Debenhams, and look, I'm no retail expert. In fact, I actively go out my way to go to as few shops as possible. I'd much rather just buy my protein online. Um, he said it near his phone. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I think the problem, with, the problem with Debenhams is, is I don't really know what I would go in there to buy. Does that make sense? It doesn't have a USP. It doesn't have a, if I'm going to buy. Like, do you remember Woolworths? R.I.P. Uh, Woolworths. Nice, like, yeah. If Woolworths. you wanted pick and mix, you'd go to Woolworths, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's not as much fun ordering pick and mix online. No, it's really not. You kind of want to put your hand in and get a big grab, of, like grab a lot of it, you know, and, and like cope. Yeah. Yeah. And then eat it and not pay for it, and then you wonder why they go out of business. It's strange, yeah. that, isn't it? Although, if you, if you want to know, you know what what is British society like? Well, in the early noughties, uh, our main pick and mix retailer collapsed because of how much pick and mix the nation stole as a whole. Like that that is that is the reflection of our society. I don't have any sympathy for Woolworths. Their lack of policing and security led to the obesity crisis that we're now paying for. Is that fair though? Shouldn't we all have enough self-control not to, to, to know when we've had too many fried eggs? But then, if I can blame a big corporation for something, I like to. So, big, big Woolworths money. They, were, they knew what they were doing. They were getting you hooked on the, the sugar hit of yeah. the fudge, of the, uh, the, the cola cubes. Then you're going back in there again and again. And sure, on the way out, out of guilt, every so often you buy a pen. That was their plan. Yeah, good. Dealers is what I call them. What they and should they have done is they, they should have rebranded the pick and mix to a buffet and charged everyone like two ninety nine to eat as much as they want. All you can eat pick and mix. All you can eat pick and mix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the rest of the shop is just kids running around hyped on so much sugar. Sugar. Yeah. Good. Running straight into the JML concession. Um. Uh. So that's going to go. Uh, Debenham's going to go. Um. I think Bright House is on the list of uh, places that had called in the administrators. Yeah, so Bright House, don't they, they, they're like the last people who still like lease and hire TVs and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, and I know that's what we used to have when I was growing up. I remember, I mean, I was very young before we bought a TV, but my parents used to rent one. Yeah. Um, and that seemed quaint and nice and olden, but these days when someone does that, it just seems like they are profiteering out of people's poverty. Like You could buy this washing machine or buy it from us and pay three times the amount. Charging more to poor people seems like the sickest move. Yeah, for you, like you, you know, you got to pay three pounds a month every month for about fifteen years or something, right? That, yeah. Isn't that the deal? God, and, yeah, I, 
surely if poor people have to pay three times as much for items and your middle class and posh pay the normal price, it's just going to add to the gap in society between the poor and the well-off. Yeah, that's terrible. It's so, it's so bad. So maybe Bright House going isn't the worst thing, is it? Yeah, that was, that was the thing when I realised they were calling in the administrators. Well, what's that? You've got some debts you can't manage to, to pay. Oh, I wonder how that would feel. Let's hope someone sells you a sofa for £5,000 more than it's worth while you're going under. Um, so yeah, I probably didn't care too much about those. Um, any other shops? Do you think DFS will still be on sale perpetually after lockdown? Oh, I wonder if they are at the moment. I know they've, I guess they've not been running the adverts, but There's technically, no point, is there? Yeah. No, but I wonder if on their websites or something. Oh, God. Imagine still doing a sale. Although I didn't understand why when shops came back, when non-essential ones reopened, they put on a, a sale to get people back. Normally, you put a sale on when you think demand and supply aren't matched and you know the demand is, is not low enough. Demand's been lower recently because we've been legally not allowed in shops. But I think, I think the thing is, though, is all of us have been sitting about at home for three months going, actually, all that stuff that we buy to, to give us a short-term, you know, a little bit of happiness on the high street impulse buying doesn't really do anything for us. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe we're fixed. Maybe we're not going to need, we're not going to be a consumerist society anymore. Yeah. We'll just be, you know, the way forward's Argos, isn't it? Like you, think, like you look at it and you're like, this is the most, this is the most old-fashioned shop in the world. Like you come in and then there's like this catalog that's printed on paper, which is pretty old-fashioned now, anyway. And then you have to go up to someone and pay for it. And then you have to wait around while they bring it out the back. But actually, it's you know, it's in, it's 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 endeared, isn't it? It's it's lasted ages. And you can't impulse buy, so you definitely only buy things you went in there for. Exactly. Unless, I mean, look, I'm willing to be proved wrong in, in any comment section on the internet. If someone wants to say, no, if I'm walking past an Argos, I nip in, turn to a random page and think, yeah, maybe that. that that's more, that, those are the hobbyists. Those are the ho- Argos hobbyists. Mm. That, that's not an everyday average, average Joe thing, is it? I'll suggest that to the other half, see if she wants to do that on the weekend. <laughs> I know how to treat them. Well, um, I'll tell well, you what, she might enjoy it a bit more than the train spot in your drag rat do. <laughs> it's a test. Love me, love my dull hobbies. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I think we're, we're nicely up to date with some of the news. It's nice just to have a news-based chat in a time of, of emotional strife. We're bringing people together by dissing Bright House and Facebook. Nice. Um, but meanwhile, the, the, this podcast says thank you very much. Broadcaster, podcaster. What was the name of the podcast you're plugging on Facebook? Uh, the Brazilian shirt name. Which I'm not on. Tim Vickery and Dustin Adebayo are on it. I just produce it, but it's brilliant. Nice. Say that near a device and you'll have a, have a crack at doing that. Thank you very much, Mark Machado. Thank you for having me. The Stephen Allen Podcast with Stephen Allen. That's it for this Some News Podcast, the, the latest version, like version five. Is it all right? Does it fill your ears in a pleasurable way? If so, send a message. Subscribe, send it to friends. You know, if it passed some time of your life in a way that wasn't too painful, I'll take that as a win. And if you uh, give me some good feedback, we might do some more of these. Till next time. Bye. The Stephen Allen Podcast with Stephen Allen. Subscribe and follow him on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen.